Like for Like is a production of Plantastic Fanit Media. For more information, head to plantasticfanit.com. Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to the 17th episode of Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about what it means to be a creator in the world of social media. My co-hosts today are Alex. Hey. And Jonathan. Hey there. On this episode, we're going to do something a little different. This should be the first episode we put out in 2019. So uh, we're going to do a little friend cast, have have a little fun, and then uh, the second half probably of the episode will be a bunch of outtakes from uh, from the last couple episodes of 2018. So uh, hopefully that is enjoyable and fun to listen to. We had a lot of fun recording these things. So yeah. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Hoping to uh, stick to... My resolutions for this year. Oh, yes. What, what are they? Uh, finally make another movie. Yeah. You know, uh, finally score some uh, some VO gigs, you know? Yeah. Cool. And um, kill a man. That's a good one. Now, I, I like to be as efficient as possible. How do you think you can combine all three of those into one thing? Well, it's, um, you know, it's called unsimulated action. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to kill a guy, film it, um, narrate it, and send that to film festivals. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to become one of the greats after you do that, because as soon as you... Oh, God, I might be influencing someone to kill someone for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it be one of those films where, like... Dude, this guy killed this dude and then like voiced over it and then now he's in jail, but he made the movie. You're saying I'll go to jail, but I'm saying, you know, it can it can be a calculated accident. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could be like it was it was a problem with the uh with the, with the knife. We we were doing a, a practice take and and he was supposed to get stabbed with the collapsing knife and somebody replaced the the collapsing knife with a real one. And and to this day, I never found out who it was that replaced it. And I I regret so much letting uh, letting Jonathan die, uh, <laughs> bleeding out on the on that floor. It was this freak accident involving this massive tub of hastily homemade pipe bombs. <laughs> Not sure what happened, and and the entire time the uh, uh, the audience will never know that the killer was right there under their nose. Yeah, Joe, edit this part out. Oh, oh no! Oh no! See, this is like this is the fiction of the thing. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make it real uh, in every way, and then, and then you get you make the crime perfect to where there's no like actual evidence that you meant to do this do the thing. So that like anytime you say you murdered the person, they're like, oh, he's just being in character. Like that's so dark and edgy. Look at how committed he is. Uh, what else is new with you guys? Not. Really much. Jonathan, you got anything going on? Uh, still just waiting to hear back on things. Um, but today, uh, well, I was collecting poop. I was uh, shoveling, collecting poop. Nice. Uh, horse poop. And because we're going to be doing a uh, kiln fire pretty soon here. Ooh. Um, like horse manure usually causes really cool chemical reactions with the color of clay. Um, sometimes mm. kind of giving it like yellows and purples in it. Um, That's interesting. I, I thought it was really interesting because it was I was shoveling, collecting pe- poop, SCP. 
Oh, oh my oh. god. <laughs> you just blew my mind. Yeah, it, it happened before we started the recording. I was like, holy shit, I can't wait yeah. to tell the guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. All right, well, that's my new favorite SCP. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. <laughs> Shoveling, collecting poop. I finally finished that uh, graphic presentation I was working on, and I will be presenting that um, also via Skype uh, tomorrow. Nice. nice. You have to let and, me know how and, it goes. Yeah, we'll do. And uh, I'm really excited. Um, I was running kind of late on it because initially the uh, client, well, my old friend, um, said uh, start of the year 2019. Yeah. And then this is like beginning of November. And I was like, ah, I'll have it done by Thanksgiving. And then that rolls around and I'm like, eh, I'm running late. <laughs> <laughs> I am officially behind. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So not behind by his schedule, but behind by my schedule. And I think he might have been getting a little confused. So he was uh, he messaged me on Facebook on. So when's the presentation? And I was like, uh, Thursday. Yep. Let's do it. Thursday. <laughs> you pop on those finishing. T- it, it was almost done anyway. I, you know, was. Just, yeah. And it's not like I, you know, st- stopped texting him about it. Like I. I was, but I, you know, needed to make the final. All right. And and I think that's because I was looking at the presentation and it wasn't like the uh, uh, Plantastic Phantom Media logos that I showed you, Joe, um, where they're just all stacked on one page. I wanted this to be like a real presentation with logo iterations and color palettes and, you yeah. know, different sizes and, you know, really put uh, uh, put a lot into it. Yeah. Um, so there was like constantly like, oh, man, and I should do this, too. Oh, man, and I should do this, too. Oh, man, this is this is actually kind of a larger project than I initially thought. <laughs> but it's done. You always put out several designs, not because you're trying to get the client selections. It's more so because you're like, I want them to see if they're thinking, I'm knowing, you know, like, see if they know which one's a good one. Like, I know which one's the good one. <laughs> feel good about it. <laughs> but, you know, what's weird about that is that, you know, um, you'll do. Uh, you know, two, five, ten, you know, different options, you know, however many they ask or or you uh, 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 offer. Um, and then you're saying, OK, this one and this one are definitely my two strongest. I'm going to order it like that, but it's, I'm still going to show client everything. I'm not I'm I'm not too happy with this one, but uh, it was at the end and I was running out of ideas and the client will look at the, you know, the crappy one and be like, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. I hate that. <laughs> You're like, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I mean, if it if it works for their product, it works for their product. Um, and also, it like you know, it uh, 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 forces you to be more creative and come up with ideas that you didn't um, know you uh, didn't know you could make. Yeah, you know, it's self challenging at a certain point, which is which is good. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are my plans? You know, I was gonna, I was gonna try to do a bit, but honestly, I, I genuinely want to try and learn every single part, uh, like every single instrument on, uh, on Dream Theater's song, Erotomania. How, how's that go? Oh, you told me about wanting to do that. <laughs> it's like, bleeder, 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 bleeder. Why, and then the guitar what, is like, Joe, Joe, you can already do it. <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to the song. That's that's the beat, basically. That that sounded exactly like the song. Wow. Are you just playing a Dream Theater album just now? No, that was that was out of my mouth. I'm actually a, a world champion uh, beatboxer. Wow, I believe it, man. Yep. 
That was incredible. I do, well, I do good... like some mouth music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> Actually, if you hit a certain number of uh, of subscribers <laughs> at a certain point, could you just like do an all vocal cover where you just mash the videos all uh, uh, over each other? I, you know, honestly, I'd love to do that. Uh, <laughs> just, just if you're listening to this right now, tell everybody you can about the podcast. Uh, once we get to like, we'll say a thousand subscribers um, on Spotify, then uh, yeah, sure. I'll do a cover of <laughs> Dream Theater's Erotomania with only my mouth. Oh, well, that's not that bad. We're only like a thousand away. Yeah. <laughs> John, what are you going to do this year? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I was I kept like asking you guys to like buy myself some time. <laughs> but uh, I didn't think about what to do with that time. Um, oh, what am I going to do this year? Are you going to start talking in pirate speak? <laughs> you, you just said by myself, and I by, by me. Now <laughs> I'm actually going to work on my new uh, pirate album. Um, it's called "Steal This Album," but it's uh, just a it's just a picture of me, me as a pirate. <laughs> it's it's actually System of a Down's "Steal This Album," but performed on uh, on pirate aged uh, sailing instruments well Joe there's your opening act <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could do that or I could make some stickers of a pirate face me and just find see if I can find uh, any CD stores that exist still and just put my pirate face on those CDs oh that'd be really good yeah or you can but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can hack all of the music streaming services and the only thing you'll do once you're on the inside is replace the steal your out al- steal this album album cover art with your face. Yeah, with steal me album. <laughs> steal me album. <laughs> Depending on how things go, uh, I don't know if I if I do end up being where I am still, then so be it. But uh, I think I want to come up with some step, some goal step for the game project we've been working on, kind of on and off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah y'all really should. Yeah, I, I just had it on hold just because everyone was back in school, including myself. Um, mm-hmm. but there's, there's some things I want to think about going back to some older ideas, but I just want to think about it more on my, on my end before I submit that at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. I'm, I'm surprisingly optimistic about, about 2019. Yeah. I th- it has the potential to be a very good year, at least compared to 2018. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Not that the bar is super high. Yeah, it hasn't been uh, hasn't been uh, super fun for uh, for a couple of years now. There's this big thing that happened in 2016. You know. Yeah. Was that the first year of Stranger Things? Oh yeah, that was it. And you know, yep. just the wait in between seasons is just killing us. Yeah. Seriously. I know, but they they did recently announce they are making a season three for 2019. So thank you, 2019. Yeah. Ooh, and then we got new Game of Thrones in 2019. Yeah. Last That'll one be before good. the spinoffs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the last ones before it becomes another one of those terrible cinematic universes. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's what happened that year that things went down. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. The only things. Yep. All of the terror, all of the, uh, all of the horror that cinematic universes have, have brought the real universe started with Avengers 1. Actually, they started oh, yeah. way back with the with the what's that? What's that? The 
show with uh, with the the snowball and the family, and like the other show takes place inside the snowball, and so it's connected to that show. And then like all the actors that cross over into other shows are part of that same universe. The Grinch movie. This is the Tommy Westfall universe. I think it's the Tommy I, Westfall universe. I have no idea. I don't think. No, I don't think I've heard of this. Okay, well, I am going to, I will link in the show notes. There's a, do you guys remember the, actually, I don't know if you guys ever watched this. Um, I was really into PBS Idea Channel for a little while. Um, okay. So I, w- I will link that in the show notes. PBS Idea Channel did a very good uh, breakdown of it um, ages ago, back when that was a thing. Oh, God, that was 2015. See? It was before everything happened, before everything went it downhill. Has- Jeez, it has been a long few years. Oh, my God. Um, anyways, so the Tommy Westfall universe basically says that um, Tommy Westfall, portrayed by Chad Allen, he's a, he's a minor character in a drama television series, and I'm reading from Wikipedia now, called Saint Elsewhere, uh, which ran on NBC uh, from 1982 to 1988. And basically, uh, the character Tommy Westfall is supposed to be autistic, and in the final episode of the show... Uh, the interpretation of the finale is that the entire storyline of the show exists in his imagination. Uh, like he's looking at the snow globe and like imagining the show. And so basically what that says is that all of the people who acted in that show over time and all of the roles that they played in other shows took place in Westfall's imagination. So then every crossover of those shows becomes a crossover to the Tommy Westfall universe and basically, it's it's like theoretically the largest cinematic universe, if you consider, you know, the transitive property of Tommy Westfall. Man, way to write a, a universe idea and just kind of shove yourself into the television industry. As someone who does a lot of meta things, it's a little bit too meta for my for my taste. It is entirely too meta. That is insane. There's like that character that exists, like. He's a superhero, but his only job is to keep the DC universe and the Marvel universe from colliding. <laughs> That's his whole stick. Wait, is that an actual no. thing? That's an actual thing. I don't know the character's name because who cares, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the guy kind of looked like Gambit, and I, that's all I can remember. <laughs> and he was there's like a picture of him like between the two universes, like whoa, hold up, and like Batman and Superman are like looking at Iron Man and captain america and it's like this isn't supposed to be happening <laughs> whoa this is so <laughs> wacky and then deadpool's like over in the corner like making armpit farts like whoa, <laughs> that character <oof. laughs> deadpool's like i'm edgy <laughs> i knew all of this was happening before it happened i'm going to kill that character and then wear his skin <laughs> Uh, All the writers have to do is just uh, uh, have a scene where Deadpool just winks at the camera and everyone will lose their minds saying, oh, they knew how to do this from the very beginning. <laughs> and they're like, Ryan Reynolds is a great guy. He's a great guy. I should follow him on Instagram. Except that he's... Let's include him in our... Let's include him in our... Let's get Ryan Reynolds on season two. Yeah, that'd be super easy. Again, we're only a thousand away. Only if we I mean, next get Gosling because I want to have Ryan in the Ryans. <laughs> that'd be really good and then we could make uh we could make hank and john green super jealous by having the most popular ryan's on our podcast which is oh, i forgot yeah yeah <laughs> it was realistic it is realistic let's uh let me just let me just look up uh ryan gosling's uh instagram right now oh no um 
Right. Oh no, we'll we'll do Ryan Reynolds first because uh, that would be cool. Oh, Will Swan follows him. Interesting. I don't know who that is. Uh, Will Swan is uh, the lead guitarist for Dance Gavin Dance. He's oh, yeah. also the. Right. Uh, I I don't know his exact role, but he founded the record label. I want to say it's Blue Swan, which is what like a lot of modern like not pop punk, but like sort of post punk bands, I guess, are under. I don't even know what you call that nowadays. It's like that that sort of emo post hardcore genre. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's called post hardcore. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the word for it. You, you're you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. So he has he has twenty five point nine million followers. Um, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, I mean, we got like what twenty twenty five. That's fine. That's doable. Yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. I just I just followed him. I'll uh, I'll see if he follows me back, and then <laughs> and then I'll. You know, I think he got a good chance. I think he I'll got a good to... chance. If he does, then start like conversation up, and then see if we can get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Easy. Easy peasy. Oh, that's actually not a bad exercise for us. Is making fun of bad questions so our real questions can be better. Oh, do we do we have any examples of bad questions? Um, there was. Uh, I know there's one. Um. That uh, Norm Macdonald likes to make fun of a lot on on his show that I'm a fan of, and um, and it's uh, uh, where do you get your inspiration mm-hmm. or something like that or, or you ask about a project and you're like where did that idea come from <laughs> and people make fun of it right back to say oh yeah uh, the inspiration I just you know ran down to the grocery store you know <laughs> picked up some insp- picked up the good idea you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess on the other end of that, people just don't um, care for that. Yeah, because it's kind of it's it it's so surface level that it's not, you know, you're trying to get the other person to open up without genuinely asking something interesting. It, it's 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 kind of it's it's pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of questions like that and like post sports ball shows when they're uh, uh, when they're like, uh, hey, so last season you played in this city and this season you're playing in this city. But that's different, huh? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those things where you're, you're trying to open up the conversation, like you said, and you're just putting little things to kind of hope to hear like little hints of other subjects that you can then pull up more interesting questions from. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it sucks when you have to go to like immediately like that and like the whole interview is just those questions because you're not you're not getting a whole lot. And you're like, I'm just trying to find something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like start with the cool question and then engage from there. If you want to engage the other person, then just say a declarative statement. And if they, you know, go for it, they go for it. And if not, you know, I got to keep it interesting. So, yeah, really, you know, pulling back the curtain on this one. Yeah. Is, you know. now, now that brings up a good good uh, point because I'm curious, what kind of question is too out there to start off with? Because it's like you're making a friend, like a new friend, and you don't want to scare them off just yet by letting them know how weird you are. So I'm trying to think, like, if you can come up with a situational, like, interesting scenario question of like what would happen, or like who would win the fight, and like see see what they answer, see if you can use it to figure out who they are. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons I like opening up our interviews with uh, tell everybody what you do 
because regardless of like what one of us has seen of, of somebody's work online, like they might have a different perception of themselves and like what's important to them in their sort of portfolio. Mm-hmm. So it is always, it's always interesting to see how different people respond to that. Cause there are some people who have had like a really unexpected response to that question that like led to a more interesting interview than if we had just talked about what we were planning to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a chance to uh, lead and how they, how they present themselves. Yeah. Cause yeah. then they can sort of frame the conversation. And I feel like that, that I, sometimes makes people a little more comfortable. Sometimes. Do you think that uh, uh, folks might not, uh, that some folks might not dig that though? Oh, definitely. You know, like there might be some people that hear that question right off the, or that, you know, um, uh, request right off the bat and think, what, you didn't do your research? Like, who are you guys? You know, like, come on. Exactly. Yeah. That could happen, but. I think if anyone that can think far enough wouldn't understand, like, the people listening won't know the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to avoid dumb guests is what you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, (laughs) depending on interviews that may happen in the future, you might eat your words on that one. (laughs) Maybe so. Tomorrow we're going to be interviewing a dog. (laughs) Yeah, 2019 is shaping up to be very interesting. (laughs) Maybe, like, ask them a question, like, how do you solve, like, this major issue? Like, like how do you solve world of hunger? Like, go. I just, as soon as they get on the show, ask them a really, like, heavy question. (laughs) <laughs> they have to answer it. They want to stay on. That'd be good. Like, like the other day, I was thinking about like a uh, littering. Like, how do we get less bottle caps all over the dang place? Like so many bottle caps on the ground everywhere I go. And I think the way to do that isn't to get rid of bottle caps. It's to change the nature of them, make them interesting, so that people want to keep them. <laughs> like uh, you know, like those little Snapple drinks you get. Yes. And like you know, like the little quotes. Well, not just the quotes. But, like when you they got like a little clicky like clickety clackety sounds you go like when you click them <laughs> yes. oh yeah yeah i think if all bottle caps were that children would just be like just just be like grabbing them like fidget spinners and they'll just be clicky clop clickety clappity little bottle caps all over the dang place and everyone would be yeah. happy with that just freaking give me those those dang bottle caps that kind of reminds me of that super cheap toy that existed a long time ago where it was just a popper yes and you would just invert it and place it on the ground and whoa it pops up that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Those things were like, yeah, they're the best. <laughs> like, think about it. How many Snapple bottle caps have you seen on the ground? None. Uh, I, I don't remember the last time I've seen a Snapple. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that there was a little sampling bias there. <laughs> 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 what we have to do is make people not want to drink anything that's in a bottle. Yep. <laughs> Cans, here we come. Yep. Well, we could do like uh, like in, in Mexico, uh, it's really popular for um, like juice companies to just sell their stuff in bags. Yeah. Like they do and that you just in, like snip off a corner and, and drink it. I think they do that in Canada with milk or yeah. is that, yeah, or I is think that they slightly, have bagged milk. slightly different? I'm not sure exactly how they do the bagged milk, but it it's a thing that exists. Yeah. Is there a bag milk man? A milk bag man? In Canada? Yeah, the, like the milk bag man. Like, does he go around giving milk bags to people? I don't know, but can you imagine the sound he makes as he walks? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he's also like kind of representative of what he sells? Like, he's also kind of milk baggy shapey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like his, his shape is always morphing and changing. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of how I was uh, uh, envisioning it. Like, it's a guy 
made of plastic. <laughs> yeah, he's just ghostly pale white. Oh, he's filled up with that uh, android milk stuff, like in the Alien movies. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, except they didn't bother to put any pigment on the outside of him. So, like, his eyes are white, and all of his body is white, and his hair is white. And, like... <laughs> he, he looks like just milk. And, like, his his only requirement is that whenever he comes to town with his milk bags, he wants all the families to stand out in front of their yard and, like, in their lawns and smile at him as he comes and delivers his milk bags and pray to him <laughs> and if he sees if he sees one single cookie god help you he will destroy your life i remember being <laughs> do not taint this milk with your damn cookies don't you dare like crack that smile like you better be smiling i don't want to see you like frowning cuz like if you don't like there's there's no one knows about it but he might flood your house with milk one night and you all die. No one knows about it because he psychically compels people to smile. <laughs> God. <laughs> Alex, I think we I think we got a movie here. Yeah, yeah. the milk bag man. Uh, great. And all of the murders are unsimulated. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex, you want to tell everybody where to find your stuff? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Alex Shags Alston, um, and on Twitter, same handle at Alex Shags Alston. Jonathan. Okay, so you can you can look at my work at www.jdockle.com, and please, like, on Instagram, you can follow me, but if you want to follow me, you gotta look at Dockle Jonathan <laughs> at Dockle. Dockle first, then Jonathan. <laughs> has that been a problem? It actually has been. <laughs> as I found out. Um, You've had people contacting you on MySpace like, dude, I can't find you. Yeah. I, I still love you if you did it the other way, but if you do it, Dockle Jonathan, I will really appreciate it. So thank you. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joseph R. Strom, and you can find all my other stuff including some music and show notes for this podcast at plantasticfanit.com. Um, we don't have any sponsors for today's episode, but we want to thank all of you for listening to our show. If this is your first time here, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you can and share our show with your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to help us reach more people. That's it for, for this sort of real episode portion. But, uh, after this, we've got a bunch of outtakes from the rest of 2018. So enjoy that stuff. Oh, I love that. I love that tone of a sawtooth synth. Yeah. <laughs> that was very loud. <laughs> but it looks great. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't edit any of my Twitch streams. Yeah. Because like I've I've gone back and like watched it a couple times and like when I'm, you know, in the moment, like playing a horror game and like I'll I'm like slamming on the desk, saying like really cringy <laughs> words like bro. You're gonna say broke. I'm like broke. broke. Alright, now I feel personally attacked. Saying <laughs> 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 so no, really crummy words like gothic. Goth. Oh. Modern capitalist goth. Victorian pastel goth.
Victorian pastel goth. <laughs> oh yeah, I was excited. Just found the new niche Instagram page. <laughs> oh yeah, pastel pastel goth is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. Yeah, it, it definitely can be done very well. Uh, and what it is, I'm super into it. But uh, mm-hmm. not, like, sure, a lot of what I see is just people like trying to take that. I mean, I guess it is fundamentally the pastel punk aesthetic with like skulls. But a lot of people just sort of keep it there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's more you can do with it. You can you yeah. can really lean into that uh, that Victorian steampunk inspired goth aesthetic. Yeah, um, and stay away from light pink. Light, yes, a light yellow, cyan, still pastel, safe colors, very pastel. Yeah, um, but like a light blue. It's, it's too you know, it's 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 too Barbie. Can make Can't art with those colors. There, it, that <laughs> that seems like a style that. Uh, uh, would have a lot of pitfalls yeah. in trying to execute it well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I totally believe you that hey, when it's done right, it's done right. Um, very similar to that one puffer fish that when you uh, uh, when you cut it right, it's great, and when you cut it wrong, it kills you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly like, like that. Like in the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you're saying that people who try to be pastel goth. And should, fail uh, are murderers. Yes. yes, and that the only way for them to not be murderers is to study color theory. Uh, exactly, it's a great class to take in college. Um, I took it in my imagination, and <laughs> it was uh, it was a great dream. Right, no, no lie, Jonathan and I did have um, a, a thing we were working on a long time ago, and, and one of the uh, one of the concepts in this thing. Maybe we'll explain it in a future episode, but. Uh, it was called the Dreamnasium. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was basically a uh, place where the characters could go and like practice things, like effectively the holodeck, but like in actual dreams. Dreamnasium sounds like like a like a cutscene from Psychonauts or something. <laughs> it was very oh cool, very Psychonauts. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of random noises and stuff, I did find a guitar pedal recently because uh, my I basically share my dad's pedal collection. Yeah, and I was uh, I was looking around for just some some weird effects that I haven't messed with yet that neither of us were using, and there was this Octavizer pedal. Um, and actually, I'm gonna pull it out so I can see what brand it is. Okay, it's an Arion Octave, and it has it's just like the simplest Octavizer pedal I've ever seen. It's just like got your main channel volume and then an octave down volume and a two octave down volume, mm-hmm. and uh, I. You've listened to like your fair share of the Mars Volta, right? Sure. I mean, not in a while, but yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he's got this. Uh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez u- uses this uh, like octavized sound. That's it. Almost sounds like a horn. The way the octaves layer over each other with like the fundamentals. And it's. I always wondered how he gets that because a lot of octav- octavizer pedals sound really synthetic. This one though sounds exactly like his sound uh when i when i tweak it the right way and it it blew my mind because it's it's like thoroughly messed up like it's it's clearly broken because it like jumps between frequencies every once in a while um okay but because it's messed up in that really specific way it it sounds exactly <laughs> like what i wanted it to sound like it was cool well that's kind of interesting because like using a uh, um using a broken effect uh-huh. is kind of pushing music forward naturally because that you know that's where distortion came from right yeah exactly it was like it was a it was a broken amplifier or something and then like bb king was like oh, i'm just going to use it anyway and it became distortion yeah or mimicking the or sound like, of like a shredded kinda, speaker this, yeah 
Yeah, that's like the story. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of pissing in the wind here, but but uh, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's that's what people say. That's what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I am saying that. <laughs> I am a historian, and my armchair is very large and comfortable. Smells of rich mahogany. Smells of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of things. <laughs> I am just like picking at my toe for no reason. Because you secretly want to pull it off. I do. I really do. I'm definitely one of those people who like, I just want to pull off every part of my body. It's really terrible. I, I just have the urge to constantly, uh, constantly pluck at everything. It's okay. Really. When I was a kid, I had a, um, a doll of, uh, of spin, the crash test dummy. And you could like rip off all his limbs and his head. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like Velcroed on. <laughs> That's really good. He was a crash test dummy, dude. I think that, God, what what product placement was that? It was like Mercedes Benz or something like that. It was like an actual product placement, like yeah. toy line. Because of course, it was the nineties. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, did it have a cartoon show too? Maybe. Mm. It was definitely a really um, well paid for ad campaign, at the very least. But there might have been a cartoon involved. I wouldn't have. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And if there wasn't, it probably just didn't make it. Like it was like, okay, guys, we're going to make the show. Like it was like in the boardroom. They're having the talks. They have our storyboard written up. Yeah. Like. It's like, okay, this is the show. Crash Desk. Tell me. His name's Ike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, his name's Spin, but... (laughs) There were several of them, actually. So, hey. (laughs) Mine was purple. Mm -hmm. Spin Spin. was purple. Tread, maybe? Tread? (laughs) I don't know. I like how it's like the tread of a tire, but it also (laughs) sounds like a a weird combination of like Ted and Trey (laughs) and Chad. (laughs) It's like Tread and Michael and Tracy driving in the car. Get struck by the lightning and then they fly real far. (laughs) It's like spin, whatever it's called. Like, you know, go into it. Now they all have superpowers. They're coming to save the day to teach you about safety. And then they'll... And guess what? I'm super gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we go full circle with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh-huh. that, that was when that's when the show was like not approved at that point in time. Yeah. yeah so like, we don't know, know about 90s, having uh, like yeah. being gay. We're just not comfortable with it. Like, no, no, it's cool. Like, they're they're all the same. Like, they have to be gay. They can't be with humans. It's weird. What was and, Mike's like, partner's name? Mike? I think so. With Mike and Mike? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just <laughs> I don't know, Alex. Those names sound a little fruity. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave. <laughs> All right, that's it. No more LFL. <laughs> I'm out. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> it was too good. <laughs> I don't know why that's where I went with that. You know what my favorite song is? That we used to do a lot that annoyed annoyed people in the car with us. What? The Kirby theme song. I forget how that goes. You can find show notes for this and other episodes at lflpodcast.com. That's lflpodcast.com. I want to thank my co-hosts, Alex and Jonathan. Pleasure being here. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Links to most of what we talked about today will be in the show notes, as always. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening to the 17th episode of Like for Like. Take care of yourselves. And remember, um, 2019 is is here, and uh, we're, not much is changing about Like for Like. We're, we're going to be around, but this is like the first episode of, of what is basically season two, so... Yeah, look forward to, to more stuff from us. 2019 uh, production for uh, the Milk Jug Man uh, starts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we just greenlit it, actually. Milk Bag Man. Uh, that's not the theme song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> Milk Bag Man. He's coming to your neighborhood. He's going to make you smile good. That's very Trogmore-esque. Milk Bag Man. I was thinking more of like an Interpol song, actually. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. I can totally see that. <laughs> That'd be a little a little more na- nasally, maybe. Milk bag man. He's gonna make your smile good. That's pretty spot on. Just like simple staccato guitar in the background. Yep. And he's dressed in white. We're gonna go out for a drive tonight. Okay, okay, that's just B-52s. <laughs> that's Inter- <laughs> Interpol without pitch is the B-52s. What was it? What's another number? Was it the plus 44s? 3-6 Mafia? 3-11? Blink-182. Matchbox 20? <laughs> Third Eye Blind? <laughs> Panic at the Disco, the sequel. <laughs> Three doors down. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think that's... Uh, 10,000 Maniacs? Uh, oh, good. That's good. Good one. Power Man 5000? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is what 2019 is, actually. It's just us shouting random band names for the rest of the year. Every week, just look forward to 40 minutes of us shouting band names at each other. Immensely much more popular, apparently. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. People are into some pretty weird things. Maybe that should be another <laughs> podcast we do, just five minutes of what band if, names. What if that what if that's what happens when we eventually like get cameras set up? We just like make a big scene out of it. Like uh, John and I can like walk into your apartment, Joe, and then we like walk in with like holding a bottle of water or something and say, Hey, hey, Interpol. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. All right. <laughs> oh my god. We we probably could do an entire episode of just band names as as a as like an April Fool's thing. I would love to. It'd be great as like as the episode went on, we just became more panicked and stressed. <laughs> just Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> like sleeves rolled up, smoking cigarettes, like connecting lines of <laughs> like papers that are stapled. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. So much. That'd be a great, great <laughs> April fool's episode. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs>